0: Hello, Love & Brief listeners, this is R.Y. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to let you know that uh, this week we had some audio issues, some hum on my mic, some background noise. Shame on me, we try and deliver a really great audio quality, but uh, but some weeks I just don't quite get it right. So hang in there, it's totally worth it. Just wanted to give you a heads up up front and uh, I hope you really enjoy this episode on professional mommying. Welcome to Love in Brief, 2023 edition. Can you believe it's... We're already a month into the new year, Uh, R&T.
1: I cannot believe that we're in 2023.
0: I know, and and we're four weeks since our last episode, our 100th episode. I know. It's wild. This is a podcast focused on issues of love, love for mm-hmm. yourself, love for others, love for your community, about spreading love and manifesting love in all different kinds of ways, romantic and physical and spiritual, all of it, yep. um, all within the ABDL community. So I am resonant, yes.
1: And I'm not taken.
0: And we have a topic we've been thinking about doing for a while that mm-hmm. I am super excited to do with you. Um, R&T, you remember our Makers series?
1: Boy, remember, do I. Remember that one? Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> Boy, howdy! Um, Boy, do I, I. I keep trying to say it's over, but it's not because I keep coming back to these amazing folks who have manifested or created something in the community. Um, so I guess it's just never. It's not really a series. It's a. It's, it's an undercurrent.
1: That, it's like your favorite thing that we keep reprising.
0: It, it's like the Simpsons. Like it. It. It was supposed to have ended forever ago, but we just keep making them. Except, it's unlike the Simpsons, true. I'd like to think our show has kept the quality up. Anyway. Yeah. And this is not a Simpsons bashing podcast. This um, is our
1: Simpsons podcast.
0: This is her <laughs> that's this is a topic I wanted to do. I want to talk about <laughs> so we talked to content creators, right? We did. we did we did not yet talk to people who are professional mommies and daddies.
1: Experienced creators, if you will.
0: Yes. Hey, that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And and we have two of those folks. Uh, I decided for this one to focus on uh, mommying specifically, but uh, but there's so much overlap with all sorts of other uh, ways to interact that sometimes mommies are gentle and sometimes it's very BDSM oriented and sometimes mommies are daddies and vice versa. And You know what I mean? There's just so much fluidity and so much you can do in this space.
1: Absolutely. It's down to each individual and their partner.
0: Yeah. And so I have been just... Three It's It's also a space I don't know a whole lot about. Um, I've never had this experience. So I'm really excited to learn. So let's let's introduce our two guests, shall we?
1: We should. First,
0: I want to introduce you to Miss Foxy. Miss Foxy is uh, somebody that I actually, I'm I'm excited. I I get to meet in person here pretty soon. But Miss Foxy is a professional mommy. And welcome to Love & Brief, Miss Foxy.
2: Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here and congratulations on that 100 episode
0: thank you thank, thank you, you. hey it was question we always ask is tell us about your love tell us about something in your life right now oh that is gosh. bringing love into your life
2: uh i just love good vibes and mm. i love diapers and i love family
0: yeah i love all yeah. those things too heck yeah, yeah. So very good. cool well, I'm glad to have you here. We also have with us, um, we have Mommy Cat with us, and you may have actually seen Mommy Cat on, uh, sh- she was featured on uh, the Vice, there was a, sh- a short made by Vice that I thought was done really, really well. She was featured on that, as well as just being all over the internet in a bunch of other fun ways and podcasts and the whole bit. So, Mommy Cat, welcome to Love and Brief.
3: Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And I-,
0: I will ask you the same question I asked Ms. Foxy, but tell us about your love.
3: Goodness. Um, something that's bringing love into my life right now is a new project. And that's why I was just um, traveling back from California when you had introduced this idea to me. And I hope to mm-hmm. announce and talk about all of that really soon. But I'm really excited about it. And it is nothing but love and spreading love. So what a perfect uh, coincidence.
0: Oh, I'm so intrigued now.
3: Wonderful. I can't it's, wait to hear about it.
0: Yeah. I guess uh, not even a hint, huh? not even a little little teaser hint. <laughs>
3: um, not right now, I can't, but I wish I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to it. It, it. As you know, it happens to be one of my very favorite topics, so it, to, to bring more love into the world sounds amazing. Um, and I am curious, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the sort of bigger picture in a bit, but that, that Vice story kind of blew up right it kind of went everywhere what has it been like since
3: it did um when the producers messaged me the morning it was being um launched they kind of had like some encouragement and some advice about not reading the comments and this that and the other and when I checked back and looked at it you know a few hours later and saw how many views it got I was just absolutely floored it has been quite the experience um the amount of love and outpouring of support that I've gotten from that and just the people who have said like thank you thank you for representing us thank you for sharing um Caitlin and your dynamic it was it was a great time, and I'm, I'm very proud to represent the community in, in that piece. Vice was great.
0: I am so pleased to hear that. And after, after so many years of, of really poor representations, I, I felt the same way. Um, it was wonderful to see an honest, it, it wasn't pointing, f- you know, and poking fun. It wasn't like, hey, everybody come laugh at this. It was an honest, and I felt like sensitive, um, well edited. And to to see you on there, to see your dynamic on there, it really was quite, quite beautiful.
3: Yeah, I had a lot of people really nervous for me leading up to it, you know, thinking that it might be another episode of My Strange Addiction or something else that was horribly embarrassing. Um, But it was, I really trusted the production crew and I could tell that they were very genuine with how they wanted to present it to, well, pretty much the whole world on the internet, it felt like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, everybody.
3: It, it was just a wonderful experience. Um, and I, I'm i getting blushy right now um, just thinking about how they ended it because, <laughs> because I didn't know they were going to use a clip of my little space to be like, I need a change at the end. But it's, it's you know, blushy in the best way. It was a great experience all in all.
0: Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. And, and it does introduce something I want to talk with you all about, which is, you know, you're doing this this role as a mommy, but in your case, you also have this little side and they showcase that. And I thought that was really neat. So I want to, I want to dig into that and what it's like to move between those spaces. Um, but we should, yeah, we should get a little bit of, of information from y'all first. And, and since we're chatting, um, mommy cat, maybe you can tell me how long have you been doing this professional mommy thing and what got you started?
3: Well, I've been in a switchy um, caregiver dynamic for over 10 years, and it was only after meeting some people here in the ABDL community in Denver after moving here that um, I was encouraged to offer it to other people, and it was really a matter of my friends saying, Cat, you have such a great personality for this. You should let other people enjoy it. You would really be giving something back to the community. And I was like, yeah, I could babysit people. That would be no problem. You know, there's clear dynamics between what I do in session and what I do with my partner. And it's it's been an awesome experience. I've learned so much. And I would say that it, like, skyrocketed my growth with my partner and within my own little space by meeting so many other people and interacting with them on such a deep level.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. I want to hear so much more about that. I want to dig into that, but Miss Foxy, tell, tell us a little bit about, about you and, and, you know, where are you doing this? How long have you been doing it? What got you into it?
2: Oh man. So my partner bun, as I call him, or bunny, um, he introduced me just to the idea of wearing diapers in general way back in 2006, um, we didn't really know anything ABDL. Well, he did a little bit, but he didn't introduce me to it until much later. Um, It was just more about wearing at that time. And then come 2016, I'm like, I want to explore more. I want to know even more about myself and what I'm into. Um, So he showed me Tumblr and he showed me the ABDL community and, um, I felt like I was immediately accepted and um, everyone was so kind. And I even picked up a couple of people that I, you know, kind of played with a little bit on the side and I just had so much love for it. It was such a beautiful fit for me. Um, Mama Dom was like exactly who I was. And I'm just like, these are my people. (laughs) Uh, And I was just so thankful that he introduced me. I was like, what took you so long? And honestly, it was just fear of Um, perhaps that I wouldn't be into it. Uh, Mm. And in reality, you know, maybe the timing was right anyway. So it was totally fine. Um, I had several people ask me if I would ever be interested in doing something like being a pro mommy. um, And I refused for quite a while. I refused for like five years or so. Uh, And then just recently uh, during like the big shutdown, it just hit me. I talked to a couple people that did it. Um, I got, I asked all of the right questions and it was brought to my attention one more time that it's something I should do. And I'm like, I'm going for it. Um, and that happened like April, a couple of years ago. And I'm so thankful that I did. I was already offering so much to the community, you know, where advice was concerned and, and, um, just showing interest and love and good vibes to the community all throughout the years. And this was just the next step. It was, it was almost like inevitable. Mm -hmm. So So it's
1: like you guys were both responding to a call from your community. People saw something in you that was an absolutely great fit is what it sounds like. Absolutely.
3: Totally. I love that. Yeah.
0: I mean, and it's one of those things in the in the maker shows that we've done that seems to keep happening where like when people make themselves open and available, the community will ask in, in one way or another for you to step up, step in, make something of value for them. And the community spotted in both of you this potential and said in its own way. I mean, I talk about the community as if it's one thing. It's not, right? It's a whole bunch of people. But somebody or some group eventually sort of coaxes and says, hey, you've got this in you. You should bring that value into the community.
1: Um, I was going to ask if there, if there was any hesitation before you accepted, could you, either of you say in just a few words, what that hesitation was. I know that you said that whenever uh, quarantine came around, it kind of felt like the right time, but I'm just curious what, what made you say no at first? And then how did that change to Yes.
2: Um, One of the things that actually made me say no at first, way back in even 2016, was the fact that I didn't want people to feel like that was my only purpose within this community. I wanted to be a community member first. And I wanted to have those community experiences before I delved into, you know, any sort of services offered. And also, I was pretty green at it. I didn't want to... Offer a service that I wasn't even sure myself how to do. It was something that just kind of grew over time with practice, um, also just um, family uh, and where I was in that stage of my life it just didn't it just didn't sit well in any of those scenarios so i I put it all on hold until it it did. <laughs>
0: You had to make it fit into your life and feel. It sounds like feel really confident that you were bringing something that was ready.
2: That's right. I did. I wanted to be completely sure of myself, and I also wanted to be pretty established as a community member first. Um, yeah. Because that really is my ultimate goal. It's. It wasn't to eventually become a mommy. That was just again the next step.
0: Yeah.
1: And was it the same yeah. for
3: you, Mommy Cat? Um, it was a bit different for me because this... in here in Colorado, this is my third dungeon. And so I started pro-doming a long time ago. I am not going to date myself. But um, when I got to Colorado, my only reservation was... I had always kept Mommy and Kitten for my partner. And everyone else got Mistress Cat. And... It was really just a conversation between he and I about, you know, me giving something that was so precious, and we had been, had established for such a long time to other people, and that happened very slowly, it was like, you know, peeling off layers of, okay, I'm willing to babysit but now there's there's going to be no physical touch and then it was I'm willing to babysit and change diapers but that's as far as it goes and honestly just over time I um you know kept adding things to the repertoire that I was willing to give to other people other than my partner and I guess that was just something within myself feeling like there you know was a boundary between he is special and you are a client And that for me was my um, hesitation. That
1: makes a lot of sense to me. That seems like it would be kind of a scary um, distinction to have to try and make together, but it sounds like you guys did it successfully and uh, that your relationship feels strong because of it. Is that right?
3: Well, I will add that I am no longer with that particular person, but it was, it was a lot of conversations with, you know, how does this compare to ball busting? Um, How does this compare to us cuckolding someone? How does this compare to all the other kinks that I was already for years offering? It's just that, like, that mommy space is such a bonding experience for me. It almost felt like cheating to, you know, like cuddle someone else and nurse someone else and things like that. So, um, yeah, we just took it very, very slowly.
0: That makes so much sense to me to have those really intentional conversations. And I can see where... And we we have spoken with others who felt this way about di- different ways that they've turned their kink into profession, but where you might hold some things as separate or sacred or special.
3: Yeah, like it's precious. You know, this is for your partner. Yeah. And then um, I think with just getting more comfortable and then also our relationship, you know, becoming more open, that just opened up more for me.
0: And Miss Foxy, how did you navigate this? discussion with, with Bunny when you were trying to work out what what, I'm going to hold somebody else. I'm going to diaper somebody else. How did you talk about this?
2: Um, he was actually very encouraging. He was one of the people who was telling me I should do this. I'm already giving so much of my time to uh, people of the community. Uh, and so I already had his full support and, um, I think it helped. That when we very first met, uh, not for long after we met, uh, I was um, an exotic dancer. So he's already familiar with uh, me kind of being on those terms anyways. Um, So it wasn't a big deal. We absolutely had the conversation of what we will and want to accept. And there are some things that I do hold back um, in in person play, um, which... I'm totally fine with, and it still gets amazing results. And what I really love about um, the things I hold back from is it keeps it very much on almost not only a playful, but a very innocent therapeutic level, Um, not just for the person involved, but also for myself. Um, And maybe someday I will build up to a more like um, personal level it's already quite personal though, um, without adding certain things to it. So I just, I'm just currently loving where it's at and I get great feedback from it. So it's kind of difficult to even want to change it. And uh, I'm just thankful for the play within itself. I know that's a little off topic from your question, but man. It's just, no,
0: it's, great. it's just
2: beautiful times. It's beautiful times. I'm so thankful for it. Uh, I did not realize when I was introduced that I, I feel like at this point, I'm even more involved than the person who introduced me on so many levels. I just have so much love for it. I'm into it 100%. That's
1: wonderful to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I, I'm curious, um, do the same kind of distinctions exist? I think that you both have more strictly Domi play um, rather than just ABDL or um, mommy sessions. I think that you both do other things. Do the same sort of um, rules exist? Or is I guess what I'm asking is, is it the same interacting with your partner before one of those sessions as it is um, in an in ABDL situation?
3: that abdl is i guess i'm just gonna have to come out and say it. it it's more sexual in my opinion than a lot of the other kinks that i have held a dungeon for um i do not allow my other kink clients to touch me on any level unless it's a foot fetish session whereas a abGL comes in already looking for like this connection and emotional affection and things like that so it was way more of uh, boundary setting and a lot more communication going into this than it ever was being like, Hey babe, I think I really want to kick someone in the balls. Um, that is just not the same as, you know, I want to cuddle this person and bottle feed them and tell them that they're so special and all that stuff. It's just, it's so much deeper in my opinion than, you know, some of the more dommy things that I am known for. Wow. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I would have guessed the opposite, I guess. So
1: would I.
0: When you say, now is the word, is it more sexual? Is it is it more intimate as well? Or is it just more sexual?
3: Yeah, I get those words in, in this conversation are very much interchangeable. It is oh, a lot okay. more intimate in that way. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's fascinating.
1: And Miss Foxy, for you as well, is it the same for you? Or have you had a different experience with that? Um, I certainly find it intimate, but I
2: don't find it any more intimate than I would, let's say, a lap dance versus the fact um, during my plays, uh, if someone was to get, you know, kind of happy down there or excited, um, it is kind of not looked at you know what i mean i kind of work around it and just make it a part of of the scene i as i like to tell my playmates um i expect excitement but i also expect it for for it to not be acted upon um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again bringing it back to that therapeutic innocent pure level uh, of play um and i'm so thankful that so many people supported on that level um, so I think of it a lot more as intimate and personal uh, than I do sexual, because I kind of uh, try to stray away from those sexual vibes when they take place. And they're definitely there. Um, they're just not given the kind of um, adult attention more so than the mommy attention.
0: Oh, ah, okay. What a, what a helpful distinction. And it's really, it, it's neat to hear these two sort of different approaches, different paradigms. Um, coming into it. You used the word therapeutic and I'd like to hear more about that. Tell me about therapeutic.
2: Absolutely. Um, I have literally had people just tell me that I have given them so much relief, how I've given them this safe space to just express themselves. Um, And just all aglow, even myself, I have literally walked out of these plays like skipping and smiling from happiness. Uh, It just gives people, some people, an opportunity where they don't have one to just be free with full acceptance um, and full encouragement of wearing diapers, of, you know, amazing conversation about diapers or amazing play if you're into being little, because not everyone that I play with is little, just majority of them are.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. Interesting. It just creates when, this beautiful mental space.
0: Yeah. So when, when I read mommy, I assumed that meant everybody was little, but not everybody mm-hmm. is what, what sort of dynamic do you have in the sessions where somebody is not little?
2: Uh, it's kind of similar, really. There's a whole lot of attention to the diaper. Um, there is, um, a bit of s- slight flirting, um, and it's more just hanging out and enjoy, enjoying each other's attention. And there's also outings. I offer a lot of outings. Um, so we've participated in those sort of things as well. So it just kind of depends on the individual. Um it's also could be it could also be a little more BDSM leading like you were talking about earlier.
0: Oh, I see.
1: So mm-hmm. I have a sort of related question i'm curious uh you were speaking about other sessions and i'm curious i'm sure you both get a lot of asks and i was wondering what are some things that you're most likely to say yes to and some things that you're more likely to say no to are there specific or particular things that you will avoid or that you really look forward to outside of Um, or even including uh, the big little play
3: for me anything that is degrading or humiliating I shy away from it's not within my personality to be mean to someone Um, even from like my dom space when say like Holding, which has a humiliation factor to it. To me, it's more playful. There isn't like a whole lot of insulting comments happening and even like ball busting. I will giggle through the whole thing um, where I, I like I'm definitely a soft mommy. I like to be encouraging and tell people, you know, the things that I know they're looking to hear, but. When someone comes to me and says, I really want this humiliating, degrading session, I'm like, you know, I'm probably just not the, the dom for you or the mom. That's you. not your wheelhouse. It's just not.
0: I definitely would be one of those who would want, who'd be looking for the soft experience. I think if somebody made fun of me, I'd just cry and it and then go home.
3: same same same,
0: <laughs> same.
3: Um, like i in little space if you even like tease me just a little bit i'm going to cry so i don't want to do that to right. anyone else either
0: <laughs> right right I'd be, ouch hey
1: hey
0: but hey to each their own man some yeah. people absolutely love it foxy how about, how about you? you yeah that's
1: right how about you miss foxy
2: um i certainly let people know that that's not my specialty uh they have to be pretty specific telling me what they would like for me to say when it comes to like degradation, um, because I'm very positive. Uh, But I guess things that I wouldn't be willing to do, um, it's usually just more so on like the sexual side or, um, something to do with like breastfeeding because I consider that very personal and something that I reserve for my partner only. Um, but I am willing to try almost anything once at least. Um, and I will be upfront with whether or not I've experienced that before. Um, just because I think it's fair to the person before they offer me money for this. And sometimes, um, they shy elsewhere, and sometimes they give it a go. Uh, and I have the as much fun with it as I possibly can.
0: That's that sounds a great like a,
1: attitude to have.
0: Yeah, really honest approach and and a really positive approach to say, look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make this as fun as it can possibly be. I am wondering if, I guess this question eventually had to come up, but do you change all kinds of diapers? And if so, do you have to have a conversation about that up front?
2: I change them all. I do charge extra to change stinky diapers. It's not my favorite, Um, but I've gotten better at it. It's one of those things that just takes a minute to get used to, right? You don't just come out of the box like, I'm about to take on this stinky diaper. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel like I just kind of meditate beforehand, like, you've got this. And then it just happens so naturally, almost like, you know, a caregiver. Uh, and I don't mind it at all. I'm even uh, very excited to talk about how stinky it is to them because they seem to really love it. It makes them blushy. So, yeah, bet, I'm all about I those messy diapers, those pea diapers. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs>
0: How, how about you? I'm so I'm so curious, Mommy Cat. It, it, is this something you negotiate beforehand? How do you deal with this?
3: Um, absolutely. If there's going to be a messy diaper, um, it's, it's the same. It's extra for me too. And there's a few little tricks and things that I've learned along the way that make it so much easier, like Vicks under your nose and things like that but when I first started offering mommy sessions it was a hard no for me and it was just one of those things that like in my business in general my only rule for myself has been if it doesn't make me feel sexy or cute I'm not going to do it so when I first started messy diapers were just like such a turnoff for me and then I Started a dynamic with um, a diaper boy that this was an integral part of his kink. He did not feel little unless he was messing. And I got so attached to this boy and we bonded so deeply that I started wanting to give him his ultimate fantasy and his, you know, very best scenario and ended up being okay. And then learning some of the tricks and things along the way. Now I'm totally okay with it. And as long as I know about it beforehand and we've negotiated that out, it's it's all good for me.
1: Oh, what a wonderful way to find your way there. I love that story.
0: Yeah. It, it sounds like it was almost like you really just wanted this for him. You wanted him to have this experience.
3: Yeah, I did. I cared for him and still do so much that it was um, something that I started... Like I, I just craved giving him that fulfillment. And then mm-hmm. it just sort of happened for us. And I actually... Had him here recently for two weeks, and it was like, oh wow, I remember like the first time I changed you, and like it was, it was so different, you know, now to back a few years ago.
0: Is there an element of connection that is difficult for both of you? You know, I think of my job; um, it generally doesn't create these deep experiences and heart connections, you know, on a day by day basis with people, uh, that I work with or clients or whatever. Um, do you, is that something you have to deal with is like connecting and then having to disconnect from people, even though you're very much offering a service, you know, as part of a transaction?
3: Yeah, it's, it varies. You know, I definitely don't bond on a friendship level with every client. And I certainly don't have very many personal babies, but the story that I told just a minute ago, that was someone who was, I was very close to and would consider myself in a relationship with. So, um, it was way different, you know, allowing myself to connect with him and wanting to give him everything that he wanted. Whereas with a client, you know some people see you once and then you know they don't even live in this state so you do the best you can and you make it memorable and fun and try and fulfill their fantasy to the best you know way that you can and that's as far as it goes and then there's other clients that love to take me to brunch and you know and have these extra experiences that are bonding and I just think it depends on what um how you click and how you vibe with someone
0: Foxy, how about you? How do you deal with this issue of connection with the people that you are bringing in for sessions?
2: Um, Kat said it well. Uh, It doesn't happen with everyone, um, but it does happen a great deal with me. A a lot of people that I participate with are people that I've bonded with um, as a community member first. Um, so I already kind of have a deep connection with many of them. But there are those one offs where I've just met them, we've just started talking, we've had this one play, and our time is done. Um, but I also have those people who i communicate with and that I participate with on a play level regularly and bonds are bound to be made. Uh, I just think it's important when you do make those that you do set boundaries. Um, absolutely. It is on somewhat of a friend level, uh, but it, I call it, uh, you know, like friends with boundaries.
0: Oh, I got to remember that. I like that. Friends with boundaries. And and I can imagine there, there could be blurred lines once becoming sort of a friendship level on wait are we is this a transaction how are we going to do this
2: exactly there could be this level where even if you were hanging out on a vanilla level if you will that someone may develop some sort of play expectations and it's really important that you nip that in the bud before it even begins and that usually takes place with really good communication and just being open up front
1: Absolutely. We always hear out communication that is the one and only way to make sure people feel heard and feel safe.
0: Yep. And I'd rather have an awkward five minute conversation up front than a very awkward rest of our lives uh, because we didn't work out those details.
2: Absolutely. I actually play with and, you know, somewhat friends with, I call many of them my fosters because we play regularly on such a level um, that you know, or on the spectrum somewhat and doing so has really taught me to be very upfront with so many and to just make sure that they also understand, uh, on a level and on my level, exactly what's going on and where we're at within that play friend foster dynamic.
0: I am, uh, I'm also wondering, um, all of us, in, as we try and create things, you know we kind of learn along the way, and sometimes we make mistakes or sometimes we have bad experiences. Are there any mistakes or bad experiences along the way that have taught you something that maybe somebody else who might be considering this would want to know before they make the same mistake or have the same bad
3: experience? I think for me the the um The bumps in the road have always been about expectations um, and not catching another person's expectation before it gets out of control because I think it's very natural for people to build something up in their head and then when you don't fulfill it, um, there's feelings left over. And a lot of times people feel slighted or they just, um, you know, they didn't get everything they wanted and it was always a matter of communication and over the years I have literally created like a checklist of things to talk about before session and you know to repeat And reiterate in different love languages and different ways of speaking so that people understand, like, this is a boundary. This is not something you should expect from me um, and things like that. It's just a matter of always managing expectation versus reality.
0: Yeah, there it is again, right? Setting the right expectations. That checklist sounds brilliant. Um, Things that you are going to be sure to talk about before that expectation gets out of control.
2: You really do have to talk about those things. Um, Otherwise, like Kat said, expectations can be created just within your imagination and then disappointment outside of that when it doesn't come into play. Uh, And that's really, as a professional mommy, the last thing you want to do to someone.
1: If someone was listening to this podcast and they thought to themselves, wow, this sounds like something I'd really like to try out. I'd like to book a session with someone. Um, how, what's the best way in both of your experiences to set up a session with a pro-dom or a pro-mommy? Um, and Ms. Foxy, if you wouldn't mind starting us off.
2: Absolutely. There's certainly a different process for many of the mommies. Um, and I'm sure many of them also share what those needs are that can be met through them because it all that is also different amongst all of the mommies. Um, for me personally, I put all my contact information out there available on all of my um, sites that I use. Uh, I also have a splash page that I send to people with what I expect and what they can expect from me and what they cannot expect from me as a pro mommy, just to kind of set things into place. Uh, and it just also gives them a chance to, um, realize before even asking further questions, if this is something they'll want to continue to do with myself.
1: And how about you, mommy cat? How do you, um, think is the best way to approach
3: this the way that like I've always explained to people is do your due diligence do your homework research that person know you know my website can give you a very good indication of who I am what type of dom I am what type of mommy I am what I offer what the prices are and for me, someone coming to, like, for instance, my Instagram or my Snapchat and being like, I want a session. I'm just like, okay, did you do your homework? Like, you're not... That to me is not approaching correctly. And there, there's a form on my website that asks you very specific questions. It helps me to plan out your fantasy session. And without all that, it's just kind of... And, you know, sort of like, don't waste my time. It's got to be something
1: like a photographer hearing, I want pictures. And then you think, well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I want good ones. I would
1: love to give you pictures, but I don't know how. (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) I know nothing. That's really good. You haven't even introduced yourself. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I mean, we've been teasing you, the listener, long enough. Speaking of websites and getting in contact, folks might just be itching to do that. Mommy Cat, if somebody wanted to go find that form and fill it out, where would they go?
3: The world of goddesscat.com. And it's pretty easy. Google, if you just put my name in there, the algorithm will bring you right to where you want to be. My main um, communication platform is Snapchat. Um, that's where I do virtual sessions and I run a online nursery where it's just nonstop POVs and diaper checks and all that stuff. So I definitely welcome people to hit me up on Snapchat or Instagram, MommyCatMarie underscore. But my website definitely has all those links and all kinds of information.
0: Perfect. And I should note, um, obviously we'll have your name in the show notes as well, but it is cat with a K. So the world of God is cat with a K. Um, and I'll ask the same thing, uh, Ms. Foxy, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and, and even th- talk about doing a session, how would they do that?
2: Um, I would hook them up with my Instagram account. That is what I'm on the most, but I also, uh, have contact information on FetLife. Um, both are Ms Foxy Mommy. and you can also reach me on my email, which I've made available in my bio in both of those locations. And I also have a Tumblr account under Ms Foxy.
1: And is that FOXIE or FOXIE? F-O-X-I-E. Okay.
0: Perfect. And we will put both of those names in the show notes so that uh, you, the listener, can get to them at your convenience. But this has been such a wonderful discussion and really eye-opening for me. Again, it's an area I I didn't know a lot about, and I feel uh, like I got a really good 101 and kind of a 201. I guess the next step for me is to book a session. I think that's that's (laughs) got to be it. That's got to be my next move.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) oh dear indeed well i mean it's just good reporting at
0: that point it's just good journalism right you really got to experience it feels
1: like he's got to go all in
3: (laughs) it's all about the research it's Ah. all about
0: the research um this has been just such a pleasure uh miss foxy and and mommy cat thank you so much for joining us to talk about professional mommying here on love and brief So
1: thank Thank you. you
2: yeah thank you for having us
0: well, this has been super informative. R and T and I uh, both learned a lot on this one, yes, and we did. yeah, and uh, I I now hope that just as you both expressed, that other folks sort of pointed the way for you. That you, now you've pointed the way for other folks who may be interested in trying out professional mommying, professional daddying. Um, I hope that this is a step in that direction. So that's it. Uh, this has been another episode of Love in Brief.